femininity is powerful in all its forms, exceptional women, rare girls must be appreciated in every way for their perspectives, actions, thoughts, and their unique ways of being. Such rare girls are inspiring, and this is what this podcast is all about. Hello, my name is Aziz, and my guest today is Elisaveta Frolkis. Lisa is a freshman at two universities, law at the National University of Kiev Mohila Academy in Ukraine, and business economics at Taras Shevchenko National University of Kiev. Currently, she is studying at Sciences Po in Paris, France. Lisa participated in 22 scientific and practical conferences of Model United Nations, and she is involved in numerous student clubs and organizations such as the European Law Students Association, as well as being a delegate at NMUN Club of Naukma. Lisa, how are you today? Hi, uh, it's it's a pleasure to be a part of the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, I'm good in general, like I, tr- I try to be. Thank you. And before we dive deeper into more emotional topics, I want to start with something that I notice about you and it's worth discussing that I feel, and maybe I'm wrong, that you're a very sensual human being that you enjoy feeling femininity, the energy of being a woman, and that's something important for you. Is this correct? Mm, Actually, I think uh, I'm a mix of both because I am also um, having this masculine energy in a way because um, to be, in order to be a leader, in order to um, be a, like, be a strong person and have a strong personality I do have uh, a woman has to have this mix of both but still I am enjoying being a woman and uh, I think like from inside I am more than I am more a woman than uh, like uh, so I spread like feminine energy in general but uh, to have this kind of strength and like resistance, you you do have to have the masculine vibes sometimes. That's a great answer. So, to you, as Lisa, how would you express explain the feminine energy and the masculine energy? How would you describe that? Is it something that you feel in a different way does it lead to different behaviors if there were like someone who wants to understand that experience from your side how would you describe it i don't want to be uh, gender biased because it may offend somebody but personally when i feel myself in a more feminine way i feel myself like really light and outgoing and like super spontaneous kind of girl and when I'm feeling in a more masculine way uh, I am feeling um, strong I'm feeling um, independent I'm feeling confident and kind of 
sure about what I'm doing and uh, uh, you know like uh, like uh, just a that type of course a person who is like a go-getter so for me it feels it this way so um for me is yeah as i've said it's really important to mix both of those energies because as i'm a very ambitious person uh, you, you cannot be this kind of a typical girl all the time yeah as the stereotypes suggest because uh, mm, there are times when you have to insist on what you believe in and uh, it, it it takes some courage to do it and not only be like feminine and like outgoing and stuff because sometimes you cannot achieve uh some things uh, with that energy so you have to again combine both of those that's great and on a more personal less ambitious level i spoke to some guests one of the them a girl who said she prefers feminine men because then she feels strong, powerful, and confident, which allows her to let go of any insecurities. While another one, she said, have a responsibility making decisions, which she does uh, because she's ambitious, but it's too exhausting. So she wants to feel a strong man protected by him, where she can let go of all responsibilities and relax. Which one is more of your vibe or the way that you prefer when it comes to, let's say, relationships or interactions with men or women to not be gender biased, as you said? What is your nature? Um, the second type, <laughs> definitely, because uh, um, I am uh, uh, raised in more um, conservative families, so I'm kind of used to... Uh, a man being like stronger than a woman so it doesn't mean that I think that women can be strong actually the opposite because I've seen too many examples of uh, a go-getter woman and uh, I can also relate to this category but for me it is important that sometimes I can lie this responsibility on a man and I can be kind of relaxed when I'm with him so I understand that he will help me in any way if I need it. And he could take this responsibility if I am like too tired because I often become too tired of the projects that I do. It's it's really hard. So when you're like you when you're responsible for everything in your life, I think for both men and women. So I think maybe uh, I'm also trying to find a balance in my like own relationship. I'm trying to like uh, support my boyfriend but when I need that support and when I need to for him to take some responsibility yeah for some stuff I just ask for it and I just honestly tell when uh, they are the tough periods and I need him to be stronger because uh, again I'm, I'm an emotional person and sometimes it can affect my productivity and my professional and personal uh, life and relationships so yeah that's a wonderful answer. And to understand you even deeper and more specifically, you said you like to feel your boyfriend or the man stronger. There are many ways that someone can be strong. It can be that he is bigger and taller. It can be that his personality is very interesting and unique. It can be someone who's very smart and wise and experienced or any other way. 
What is to you the most attractive strength when it comes to a masculine man? Uh, I think it's a, a great deal of wiseness and the experience. Because as for me, I often feel like I'm an old soul because kind of like it happens that uh, in some even unfamiliar and unknown situations, I am intuitively like I know what to do. I know how to make the next step. So it's really important for me that the person is not like childish and immature and we can be on the same level. And even if there is some unfamiliar situation, we just can sit, analyze it and understand what our next uh, steps could be. So for me, it's, uh, I think the, like the overall maturity of a person, which is important because uh, I am uh, very serious when it comes to relationship and uh, I'm not uh, about one night stands and stuff. I want to understand where the relationship is going, uh, how we build our life together, how, uh, like if we plan anything in the learning tutorial, uh, if we have any plans for the life together i know they may not be fulfilled sometimes because life is unpredictable and for example this war it showed that uh, like all your life can be just destroyed in one day one second and uh, you like it's the moment uh, when you can't plan anything but still uh, i want to have this certainty in the relationship and i want to know that uh, a boy or a man is serious about me and about the relationship so he sees me as a wife as a mother of his children like whatever yeah thank you and therefore since you're an old soul have you ever had the experience of instant chemistry with a man where from the very first second you felt You've known him all your life. It was exciting. Or have you always had the experience of needing time and multiple ways of experiencing his personality, his thoughts, his behavior before you truly felt attracted? Uh, It really depends because um, when there's kind of like my person uh, it doesn't mean like it, it, it it's not only related to the relate to the romantic relationship i mean uh, also like my friendship with uh, men and women uh it's it's really hard for me to find like my exactly my person when it happens is just like a hundred percent match and uh, usually i feel like from the first kind of uh, from the first meeting i guess i feel if there's if we are going to have like um, a uh, deep and profound connection of or if it's going to be like just a superficial friendship and like uh, hi goodbye this kind of relationship uh, I mean I, I, I like usually I feel it on the very start so uh, this helps me to not you know just not waste too many like too much time on people who uh, are probably not the same as i am who are not the same interests who generally like we, we're not uh, the good fits so probably we could just like talk sometimes but that that's maximum thank you that's so interesting and in your life Did you notice that maybe sometimes you met your person or you felt attracted to a man that other people said he's not good looking, but to you, the 
personality, the interests, everything was so much more attractive that you didn't care. Or for you, there is some type or of man or look or something that is important for you to have in addition to the personality and the soul that creates for you the full package and it's something that you don't deviate from? I mean, I do have uh, like a type because um, I, I like the certain kind of appearance of a man. And um, <clears throat> I'm sorry for my voice. Yeah, so and as well, I have that certain features and like character traits that I'm kind of looking in a person, but I'm like, it's never a filter because uh, it doesn't happen. Like, oh, like this man hasn't got this or this or that. And so we cannot be together. In general, it's just like a general direction of a search. Yeah, if, if we can say so. And then you just, you look uh, at a person because every person is really different an individual and you can just you know put the same standards of, of, or on everybody because uh, he could not be like um too like decisive and too like um, like masculine in the more more stereotyped way but he can be gentle and really tender at the same time and it kind of mixes uh, some negative probably traits for you yeah because it's, it's, it's important for, for me to that a man is um, kind of uh, uh, resilient and decisive because again I want to feel um, myself like a woman <laughs> yeah be like uh, with this man because it's it's important that a man is kind of experienced and knows what he's doing but again uh, I, I've met um people and i've had relationships with people who were were not so decisive but again they had like numerous other positive traits and uh you know like it's just like um i was just watching this video once that every good trait is balanced by negative traits so if you're if you want like your task is to just identify what you're going to uh keep up with like uh what is okay for you and what is not okay for you and like if a person had some has some red flags that uh, actually prevent you from being together then okay yeah you can say no but if uh, he is not the same as you've pictured it's not always it, it doesn't always mean that oh you, you're not going to be a good fit you can be together and uh, stuff so it really it, it it really means to understand that everything is balanced in the character and uh, we're not totally good and we're not totally bad we have some bad traits and good traits and uh, you always have to understand uh, what you uh, can uh, like what is okay for you and uh, the traits and things that you can stand so thank you that's a wonderful wonderful answer that comes from a lot of thought and i would like to ask about touch because i noticed with some of the guests i interviewed some will say yes touch is very important to me it lets me feel the person understand if they are my person while others say, I did not grow up in a family where there was hugging and kissing. 
touch is too intimate, too intense for me, and I need a long, long time before I'm comfortable with a man's touch. Which one are you? What do you think about this? No, I'm definitely a person who loves to be kind of physical from the first uh, from like from, from the first time because if I like the person like the the boy or a man so uh, I will be trying to like touch him and be like uh, like interact with him more because it it is really important for me and it uh, is the reason why for me like um distance relationship when you live in other countries or other cities it would be really tough because i didn't need a person to be around because when uh, your boyfriend is away for a long period of time it's for me it's it's really tough because you're kind of getting used to it and when when you meet together again uh, during the first days it's like a strange feeling like you're getting to know each other again from the first time. And uh, yeah, so you just, um, I don't know, you lose these ties and connections. So for me, it would be really difficult to maintain this uh, distance relationship for a long period of time. But like, for example, sometimes it is, for example, now it is something that we can change. So I'm, my boyfriend is far away from me. So um but they they are the reasons for it obvious reasons so i understand and i hope those reasons will end in a positive way very soon you mentioned boy and man when it comes to you do you appreciate because you spoke about experience how important it is for you and seriousness and all that so do you prefer someone who's more mature and older than you as well as uh, do you experience people's souls more than their bodies i know it sounds weird but like you feel wow this person is an old soul or these two people they're so different because their personalities their souls are different and therefore every person is unique to you and you cannot generalize any rules for attraction except your principles like you said and values it's really interesting because um, I think uh, in a relationship it's really it takes some time so you could fall in love you could fall in love with a soul and not a person. I know it's hard like it sounds really hard, but like first of all you're kind of falling in love with a person uh, like with because of their because of their character I had. Uh, experience when I fell in love uh, first of all because because of the attitude towards me because this um, person was so gentle and kind of caring about me so I was really um, attracted to him because of that and uh, only after that I started discovering kind of his personality and um, I started to love the person but for me uh, I've been in a relationship, like my last relationship is uh, already like two and a half years. And uh, for me, um, I, I do think that it, it takes time for you to uh, dive into another person's soul and fell and fall in love in the soul and not a person. Yes, yeah, so I do like in general, I do feel um, like 
the person's soul really love to like discover a person it sometimes might uh look like a like an interview because i do ask like many questions because i'm kind of interested um about the daily and like regular stuff about people from the first uh, look because i'm interested about how people think uh how like how people see the world how people see the problems because i'm like i'm often concerned about myself that i uh, i'm too concerned about everything and i'm too pessimistic and concentrated on the problems so i try to interact with other people more in order to understand that there's other ways of uh, living and of seeing the world and uh, it can actually make everything easier because i tend to exaggerate my problems a lot and like oh my god is it so bad and then i understand that for lots of people it's okay yeah so the ones that i think are the end of the world and in terms of the age i do think that i prefer the difference in the age so i like when boys is a little bit older than me like only a little bit like in general from one to i guess three four years at this period of time when you get older when you're like 20 plus i guess that's more okay to have a bigger age difference so like 10 plus years for me is okay but like when you're still children or teenagers because like officially i'm 18 i'm a teenager still so it's like you do have this difference in the growth if you have this large age difference like 10 or plus years but after 20 25 i guess like i know lots of people whose age difference is more than 10 years and uh, there are wonderful relationships and they don't experience the problems uh, like the couples of the same age or almost the same age so thank you you're really an old soul and you mentioned a lot that when you're dating or in a relationship or in the beginning, you keep on thinking, is this guy serious about me? Where is this going? And all that. But does this mean you're not attracted to the stereotype of the risk-taking bad boy and all that? Or you feel that attraction viscerally and naturally, but you control it with your brain? Or how does that work for you? I never control uh, like the attraction because uh, I'm just it it happens effortlessly without me knowing. Just I start to like some person and I can't do anything about it. Even if I rationally might think that oh, like this person uh, like is not my type and we're like we have completely different characters and we can make it together. Like I still, I will still like this person. So, like I, I don't, I don't influence it at all, and I guess nobody actually influences it because love is kind of um, like not not logical sometimes. And um, in terms of the like risk taking boys, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm I'm not about like I'm not about bad boys and stuff because I know lots of girls are obsessed with those boys, but I've never liked them. I don't really find them attractive at all. It's just like I don't know. It's um, it's just the probably great picture, but inside you don't really find any kind of serious like serious 
attitude to the world because I, I do like people who are kind of um, who are kind of aware of where their life is going. I know again you can plan anything and for me I don't really like I can answer this question of uh, where I will be in 10 years because you know the world is not stable and my internet uh, my interests are not stable and my personality is evolving so uh, I'm I'm not even like I don't I'm not even sure about what is going to be in one year where I'm going to be what are, what are what will be my thoughts and stuff but uh anyway uh i do i am attracted to people who are kind of ambitious and who's uh who are really active and whose day is planned so those people who are kind of again aware of where are they going at least uh like a, a, some part of it so they in general they know the uh, direction and they follow it thank you and how would a man know that you like him before you know the dating and everything because i don't know but there is uh, like a pandemic of bitch face you can say in ukraine especially like some girls actually if they like a guy they become even more harsh and cold near him because they're nervous so what do you do do you have a like a smiling face you said touch is important do you initiate touch or how would like any guy or in your experience previously men who you have liked how would they know that you're not just being friendly or anything like that i think uh, it it will be hard to understand that i like a guy just because you know when i like someone i generally freeze like i'm too afraid of you know, like initiating the contact. And when um, we are already kind of talking, I can get a little bit shy. And uh, it's really hard for me to lie. So you'll probably see it by my face. But on the first stages, I'm not going to initiate the contact because um, I really love um, people who mm, are kind of uh confident so i do love when a man initiates the first contact when he's like the one who gets the relationship going and evolving so uh personally i would probably take up this kind of a passive role but uh in reality i've had those situations uh when i've had to be kind of that uh, decisive person in the relationship because otherwise it's 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 it uh, wouldn't have been it wouldn't have evolved uh, so i've had uh, this those moments but afterwards uh, i was just trying to again find the balance because uh, i showed uh, the masculine energy and the first steps on the first stages of the relationship and now i want for a man to take up some responsibility and be a little more initiative so I can become more passive in order to stimulate the man to like also uh, show me the interest because if I'm going to be the only one who's interested in the relationship, I don't see the sense in those relationships because uh, the relationship is the work of two people, not only one. Thank you. That was enlightening. You shared your truth in a very eloquent way. And we cannot end this without speaking about the war. 
Tell me everything you have in mind about it. How did it feel? How does it feel? What do you think about it? What do you think will happen? All the emotions and how did it change you as a person? Um, I guess uh, it really influenced my mental state because now I'm tending to be less energetic than I was so before the war I was super active I was like combining millions of projects and I was like, completely okay with that so I mean I felt burnt out sometimes but I did have uh, lots of energy times and I was super motivated and I could plan my life ahead and I kind of like I was able to set goals and now when you are constantly worrying about your parents about your uh, close ones when you're constantly worrying about yourself when you don't know what's going to be tomorrow literally it's not it's not like uh, <laughs> like actually it, it means what it means so I, I don't know what is going to be tomorrow uh, everything is evolving too fast and I can't mm, plan basically anything so it gives me lots of anxiety and I'm uh, usually I'm super demotivated because of that, but still like I try to force myself because I have no other choice. Uh, doing something is always better than doing nothing. So I try to work, I try to study, I try to learn the French language because I'm kind of, again, uh, I'm kind of forced to because I'm going to be here for a couple of months at least and I will need to operate in French at least on a basic way. So uh, again, I try to focus on that. Um, but um, you know, you can't feel happy, totally happy, because you're again you're constantly worrying about your relatives. Because lots of my, uh, lots of my close and near people they stay in Ukraine, and uh, I I cannot just like forget about it and live my life. And um, I'm also I'm reading the news, and uh, I I do feel the pain about everybody, about people, about children, about the elderly people, about the dogs, the cats, uh, everybody literally who has been affected by this war. And um, yeah, so the, I think the toughest part is that you can really plan what's going to be tomorrow, and you even you 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 don't even know if uh, you will ever come back you will be able and if uh, it's going to be a place for you to come back and it's, it's really scary to think about that so I mm, as a person who's always kind of planning my life ahead for one year now all of um, people mm, especially my parents and my boyfriend and my friends they advise me not to plan this kind of ahead so they say just live today and think about today only and don't think about uh, what's, what's going to be next because n nobody knows and um, what's even more painful for me I do think sometimes that the world is not doing enough because yeah they're kind of yeah they're helping financially they're sending their humanitarian aid they're I'm sorry one second they're kind of Again, uh, they're sending the ammunition and weapons and stuff, but they don't want to um, face Russia directly. So they're kind of, they stay out of the situation. 
and I really try to use my social media for informing about the war because I do have lots of international subscribers and I try to translate everything every single post in English I try to post the photos even like they're horrible they're terrifying but I post these photos because it's the only way people could think about this for at least 30 seconds a day because when you're far away when you're a foreigner Ukraine is somewhere you know like somewhere far you, you don't really think about it you don't really you can't really imagine this happening to your country no nobody uh, within uh, with a brain cannot imagine this happening in 21st century to his country and to the people but uh, yeah so when I hear lots of foreigners like somebody is actually like actually understands the situation somebody just oh like it's horrible I know and you're just sitting and <laughs> like horrible is not is not a word to to describe it like the only thing to the only way to feel it is to be in this situation so in general i think as everybody i'm really afraid i'm really depressed and i do really feel bad about not only the people who died but the people like imagine uh lots and lots of millions of people ukrainians were displaced they lost their homes, their jobs, their lives. And that's horrible. All those people, they had plans, they had their lives. And now they're just refugees. And uh, kind of like uh, they, they, they can't plan their life. That's a humanitarian crisis. And nobody's thinking about it in this way. Because we, like Ukrainians, are intelligent people. We are really talented people, We're really ambitious people really hard-working people and all of those people just lost everything because of some i don't want to like you know use bad force even though i i really would want to because no, I, I don't can. have other words and words you to can. because like i mean yeah so i, I i'm going to stay like uh, and keep my speech censored but like because no, of this podcast some will people, be R-rated in a way because we said already things like bitch face and things like that so you can say anything you want express your emotions as well as one small thing what do you think about those all displaced refugees if this stay continues longer and they find new lives new jobs new educational opportunities will they return to rebuild ukraine as well as some sociologists say that there will be a trauma within the whole society of Ukraine when this war ends that maybe will take the whole generation to end where too many people will have PTSD and the society will become more negative or you don't agree with this, share everything. I do agree about the trauma because I'm feeling it myself and I don't think that it will, you know, uh, and uh, like my, my depression will end with the war. I will still feel the pain for uh, every loss, for every person, for every creature of Ukraine. Because when I even see what these people are doing to uh, even the dogs, I was like, I'm just, I'm, I'm so shocked because like I just don't understand 
Like, what did the dogs do? I mean, they're just animals. They're innocent animals. And why do you kill and eat them and do, like, the horrible stuff to them? I just, I don't, I can't understand this. I can't understand how a civilized nation can, like, support this. Because, like, for me, it's just, like, I don't understand. I would never support it with you know, having internet and being um, able to just go into the internet and read the news and see the photos, like, how, like, you're, you're not, like, you, you don't need to be politically, like, lighter in order to understand uh, what's happening and uh, the massacre that the Russians brought to our country, so... You don't have to be, you don't have to even like have education basically to understand what's going on. And those people who say that, oh, we, we just, we, we don't know what's going on. Like we are not aware and we, uh, we're not killing. So just leave us alone. We want to live our comfortable lives. I, I just can't understand this position because, uh, basically the Russia's president is the kind of person who will not, uh, stop uh, with Ukraine only he will go further so other countries will be threatened as well and uh, some countries do understand it I felt it for example I've been I've stayed one night in Poland when um, getting to France and uh, I've stayed in a family uh, in a Polish family and I really I did feel through the conversation with them that they do understand and some of my people some of my friends are in Lithuania now and as well Lithuanian people do understand what's going on and they support Ukrainians in all the ways because they feel this danger in some countries that are located further they just don't feel this danger from Russia maybe and that's why they don't really care about what's going on I mean before this war Lots of people didn't even know where Ukraine is located. <laughs> so I've watched lots of videos where they've uh, put a finger on the African continent to search for Ukraine. So yeah, so um, now probably things will change. But I, I, I just, the only thing I hope for is that um, everything will end in a, as fast as possible way because people can't suffer for this land like what's happening in Mariupol that's 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 not a uh, genocide anymore that's just that's just uh, hell what they're going through uh 350,000 people just like not having access to uh even food and water I, I'm not saying like the normal facilities of life and style stuff I'm not even talking about that so for me um we should do everything to end this as fast as possible because otherwise it's going to be the next Holocaust, it's going to be the next uh, war, Second World War, but uh, the only two participants uh, will be Ukraine and uh, Russia and uh, and Belarus as well as the, as, as the third party. So uh, for me, like the, the, the most painful part is, is how is the way people struggle. And about the returning home, I mean, it does. Um, it it does um, depend because um, when you're kind of when you're immigrating because of your own will, that feels in another way. Because 
I I do I like I did want to go to France. I did want to explore this country, and you know I was just really curious about uh, like visiting this country. But I've never uh, known that it will be this way, and it feels another way com- like completely. I know all of my friends who are abroad. They may be happy for some seconds throughout the day, but still uh th- this was not their will to to go abroad and when you're going uh on your will you basically you can always return home because like if you don't like something you can just uh, return or go to another country if you're not feeling comfortable and here we don't have that choice so um, i really think that lots of people will return but maybe somebody young who would find the education there they will stay but actually i do have some friends who studied in uh, in uh, other countries in foreign countries they started um, their degrees before the war and uh, one of my friends who's uh, who's studying in the netherlands he uh, made a story after the war started and he said before i thought i'm going to be needed in europe and i'm going to work in europe and my whole life is going to be in europe and i kind of see i kind of saw more opportunities in europe than in ukraine like ukraine is europe as well but i mean like the european union i thought you um, i think you understand yeah so ukraine is europe as well and hopefully will be in european union soon as well uh but after the war started, he said that uh, I understood that I like my country needs me, and uh, after getting the education I brought, I brought I need to come to Ukraine. And I do think there's a logic here because kind of like lots of people are going to countries like United States and um, Canada and Great Britain, but those countries are already they really kind of developed and they have lots of stuff and the competition is really high and there's like too many people for the same positions and for the same fields so it's really hard to you know um establish your life here as a foreigner it will take a long time and in ukraine there's such a room is such a space for innovation for new projects for new markets for new businesses and i just can't understand why people can go to ukraine because it's there it's like so many opportunities to realize yourself and to uh, be rich and to travel the whole world and to just uh, be uh, a, like a, a great person in your country and uh, dedicate to its development. So I don't think, especially after um, the war ends, um, there's going to be lots of stuff to rethink. For example, the architecture, so many workplaces for people who work in this field because we will, we will, we will even need the, like designers and architects to uh, like think about the new ways that we can rebuild our cities because there's going to be like so much room for um, innovation in this sense as well for making the cities more comfortable and more modern because we we did have like some 
older uh, areas and they needed to be rebuilt. So again, it will be a great opportunity to do that. It will be a great opportunity to rethink our culture, to uh, evolve our music, our own uh, movies, uh, everything that is related to culture, to distance, to distance from Russia as far as possible. So like so many opportunities, literally. So people who will understand this, I think they will just come because of that and as well because they love the country and they feel comfortable here because uh, I like being in France. It's uh, an interesting experience, I would say, but still it's not my culture. It's not the same as in Ukraine. It's like so many cultural differences that I'm just not used to. And, um, like, I may get used to, but first of all, it will take a long period of time. And second of all, it's just, like, it will be a little bit forcing myself and kind of, like, changing my men- like my Ukrainian mentality, which is, mm, I don't know if it's mm, right, yeah, if it's the right thing to do, because uh, I like my mentality, I like... Um, the uh, cultural overview that I have from Ukraine and I don't really want to change it because I don't think that Ukrainians are really educated and talented people and uh, I want to consider myself uh, and define myself as a Ukrainian as well. Thank you, Lisa. Actually, you shared so many interesting thoughts. I really agree that you're an old soul, that you know how to be introspective and wise And all I can say is Slava Ukraini and I wish you peace. I wish you prosperity. (laughs) Yes. And I wish you victory and good news very soon. Thank you. It was an honor. Thank you.